What's up party people? You know one of the worst things about being a self-employed performer? That's right, it's your tax. If you're sick and tired of collecting all your receipts and guessing your way through your tax rebate, well, I know the people that can remove the stress and make it as simple as 5, 6, 7, 8. That's right, it's Theat Accounts. They're an accounting company that specialize in working with performers. So they know all the things that we can claim back and it's so simple. You upload your invoices and bank statements to their website and they do all the work for you. It's cheap, it's easy and once you try it I guarantee you will not regret it. It has changed my tax life. Just email info at theataccounts.co.uk. That's theat, T-H-E-A-T, accounts. So again, that's info at theataccounts.co.uk. Make sure you tell them you're from the Ins and Outs podcast and you'll get some five-star VIP treatment. You will get treated like a king. Honestly, they've changed my life. They've made it so much easier. They've removed the stress from tax and they can do the same for you. Boom. The Ins and Out Podcast with your host, Kane Silver. In this episode of the Ins and Outs Podcast, I speak to professional dancer and choreographer Sienna Loins. Sienna tells us a bit about her upbringing, being a dancer from the age of two all the way to moving to LA at the age of 18. She tells us what it's like being a competitive dancer growing up in America. And she also tells us about when she moved to LA and all the side hustle jobs that she did until she made it to the top. She also tells us about her time working with Jennifer Lopez in the residency show. And she tells us about working as an assistant choreographer for Selena Gomez and Janet Jackson. Here is the one, the only, Sienna Loins. Gonna learn a day, but I'm not gonna lie, I'm so tired. Been in the sun, ginger people don't cope in the sun. It's wiped me out. So, currently drinking an orange gin, blood orange gin, to perk me up a little bit. But yeah, hope you're all good. Boom, 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 and Sienna's in. You're a cute guy. Thanks. Gonna learn a day, but I'm not gonna lie. I'm so tired. Been in the sun. Ginger people don't cope in the sun. It's wiped me out. So, currently drinking an orange gin. Blood orange gin. To perk me up a little bit. But yeah, hope you're all good. Boom, boom, boom. And Sienna's in. You're a cute guy. Thanks. I like hey, that comment. Hey, You're well, a cute guy. Thanks. Yeah, I was like, oh, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> getting that. Sorry, 11. I was laughing. That's like, perfect. Getting, getting out at 11 p.m. when I'm feeling a bit tired. I was like, okay. hey, now. Thank you very much. Cheers. I'm drinking coffee right now. You can drink oh, your, cheers. your gin. Got, you said. I've got gin. Yeah. Cheers. How are you? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Hanging out today. Today's kind of a a chiller day, which is great. So I've just been watching TV and. Yeah. yeah. Well, you you've been traveling, right? So you got back. Yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, I, I was home visiting my family just for about a week. So yeah, I got back yesterday. You, so they're all good with you traveling that are there at the moment. Yes, they're they're good. And honestly, like it's so easy to travel right now. Like, and especially just California to Seattle, it's like an hour and a half, two hour flight. So yeah. 
it's really easy. I mean, you've, I know you lived here, so you yeah. can, you can um, enjoy this as well, but you know how usually it takes like over an hour to get to LAX, yeah. 20 minutes. 20. I was like. The only time it takes 20 minutes to get to LAX is if it's like 3 a.m. Right, and, four and in the even, morning or and something. And even that is a push. Yeah, but I was shocked. And then, I mean, I have TSA pre-check and all of that. So I was able to, I like literally got to the front door and to my gate within like four minutes, I think I timed it out. I was like, I mean, this is scary and all, but I do like that side of it. It's real yeah. easy. <laughs> well, I, I bet there, even just driving around like for the past, what, two mm -hmm. months, like I saw a picture of the um, the 405 and I was like, yo, it's, yeah. it's dead. Like I've never At seen any the hour. I've never yeah. seen the 405 empty. It's crazy. And I love it. But of course it's, you know. There are so many other sides to it that I don't love, but I know, that's the one thing I like. Because mm -hmm. I feel like a few months ago, uh, we were, especially here, we were getting shown California like on fire and people right. like, and the 405 still rammed. Still and, packed. And, exactly. and, and everyone's like, I don't care. It's just fire. I'll drive through it. Right. Like, I'll drive right through it. Literally and, like 10 and now feet away the from flu. Now there's the, the flu oh. that we don't really know what it is. Everyone's like, no. Exactly. Yo, it's exactly. crazy. Crazy. Um, so how have you been? How's lockdown been? How's crazy life there? I've been pretty good for the most part. I mean, of course, you know, every day is different. But I would say overall, I've I've been able to kind of stay grounded. Um, I think it helps too that I, you know, live with my fiance. So I'm not alone. So I know that that kind of changes for a lot of people. So I'm able to do that. And he's very calm. Mm -hmm. I'm not always. So it really helps me kind of he, he is very zen calm. out. Yes, so it helps me feel safe and calm as well. So I think that helps me stay, feel good and for the most part sane. Yeah, same. But yeah, it's not too I, bad. I'm with my fiance too and I can't imagine yeah. being on my own. Right. Like, you know, I, we were saying like, imagine we were talking about it and we were like, imagine I still lived in LA now. I was like, first of all, I'd be homeless. Like, <laughs> you mean, because I Yo, wasn't making enough money to survive right. when I was making money, let alone when right. the whole press is paused with rent yeah. out there. I was like, I mean, thank I'm... God for unemployment right now. That's like, honestly, I hope everybody in LA has done it because yeah, it's a pain in the ass to go through. But once you get it, you know, you get it, you get a decent amount of money because they're giving that extra relief funds yeah. weekly so that that is what's keeping me afloat. And of course, you know, I've been fortunate enough to teach, you know, a couple online classes and do some tutorial work. So I've, you know, there is that silver lining to this, mm -hmm. I think for everybody is that we can reach all over the world with with this technology that we have. So uh -huh. although we'd all rather be in person, but like I think even after this ends, like it has opened up a whole other door, just bigger. Like, I mean, the, of course, the technology door has been open for a while now, but it's just that door is wide open now. And I think even after this ends, like not all, every week, but I think I would still love to do online classes for my international students that I can't take from all the time. You know, it is such another, just another door of opportunity. Yeah, I really think it's, I think it's a sink or swim moment yeah. for people. Like yeah. people need to adapt and figure out how they're gonna market themselves or how they're gonna stay sane and even just mm -hmm. stay positive. Even if you're not thinking about how you're making money, like what are you doing to stay productive and stay right just going forwards because if you're not going forward you're going backwards you know like everyone says right. you can press pause but realistically like we know that if you're not going forward you, you it's hard 
to stay motivated. So like, so hard. I, I don't know. I feel like the other side of this for myself personally, I feel like I'm going to come out better, but I do yeah. see lots of people struggling with it. But I just keep saying to people like, you just need to set a small goal. Like you need That's some it. sort, some sort of structure. Like I've seen you've been teaching yoga classes and stuff like, so you've already given yourself an incentive, like, and the structure to the, it's okay. Incentive and structure to, to a day. So it gives a purpose for something in the day, you know? Yeah, totally. No, it, that's, and that's all it is. Just even setting a goal, like maybe making dinner, like a, a nice meal even could be a goal for the day or I don't know, doing 50 push-ups. you know, something, yeah, it's anything, just anything. reading a book, reading a chapter in your book. Maybe it's not even, you know, it's just, it is the little goals I think that will keep us motivated and just remembering it's only temporary number mm -hmm. one. So we're going to be fine, but also it could be worse. I think, you know, like as far as we're able to connect, like we're still able to see people. Yeah, it's not in the physical form, but we're able to connect. And, yeah, you know, I, I think you just have to kind of, instead of paying attention to what you want to be doing and what you can't, look at all the things we do, you know? Someone and that's so said, corny, but, you know, yeah. I mean, it's... Someone said you're being robbed, look behind you. Another guy's oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, I'm assuming you, being know, you know who that is. Right. <laughs> You guys um, probably do too. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I agree. Um, mm -hmm. and imagine we didn't have technology now. Oh, that, like, see, that's that would be a whole other ball game then. You know, imagine like Everybody. every day was like I just can read a book today. Yeah. Like, yeah. FaceTime has been the the biggest blessing Oof. in the world to get in touch with my family. You know, one hundred percent. It makes yeah. you appreciate the simpler things. Totally, it really does. I've and really started good part. and I've really started to found, find my love for dance again without it having to be uh, a job. Right. Exactly. Just for fun. Yeah. And I, I mean, it's, it has to, I've danced more now, honestly, than I did when I had the opportunity, which is, I'm just being honest. Like, and obviously when, you know, you're teaching or on jobs, you know, you get tired or like, even for me, I have to remind myself like from teaching and doing privates and, you know, working, I have to take time for me and mm -hmm. my, you know, and when you're swarmed in the dance world all the time, which I am majority of my life every day, yeah. I do need to set aside time where I'm not. So unfortunately with that time, that would be my time to take class. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm just trying to like, not just be dance. Like that is not my full identity. Yeah, <laughs> you're I mean? try so, trying to be a human still at the same trying time. Trying to be a human and, you know, remind myself who I am without it. And I yeah. think that's even been like, I'm 30, but that's just been a recent realization, I guess, that I haven't really tapped into ever. I've been dancing since I was two. So it's like brushing my teeth for me. It's, yeah, it's all I do. So it's like without, if that was extracted and this time for me now is also kind of brought that to a new height in my brain mm -hmm. is like, without that, who are you? Who am I? Without yeah, dance, especially you know? if you started at two, mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. and if you're 30, that's what, 28 years. Like, right. That's, that's insane. And it's weird because, you know, I, of course I get the question of like, what inspired you to dance? I don't know. Like I'm, I was two years old. Of course, like when I went to concerts at like an older age, I would of course watch those like future sex love tour with Justin Timberlake, like blew my mind. I was like, I think 13 in tears. My mom was like, mm -hmm. why are you crying? Mm -hmm. I was like, because like, I've never felt so much emotion yeah. from watching people do what I wanted to do. So it's always a weird question for me too. Like, uh -huh. why do you dance? I don't know. I guess I was dancing before I could walk, says my family, you know, but yeah. I didn't choose it. 
technically. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, was it kind of one of those things that like, it was like you're two. So your parents were like, okay, let's see if you like this. And that's just the way it went. No, it was because I would not stop. I was sorry. I can't talk. I would not stop dancing. Like at two years old, my favorite, this is when MTV actually played music videos. That's all I would watch. At before, two. before TV shows. Before reality TV. Exactly. Yeah. So I would, before Barney, before any of that, I watched MTV. And so my parents got so sick of me making them watch me dance like all day, every day. I, I had like, I loved Ice Ice Baby. I loved Whitney Hooten. That's what I called her. Like, and that's all I wanted to listen to and do. So I'm just like kind of a weird, a weird person that came to this earth and was like, okay, this is what you do. You don't yeah. even have to check. You don't even have to question it. You don't even need to try other things. You know, it's like, that's what it was. So my parents just got sick of me making them watch me all the time. So they're like, put this girl in dance so she can at least burn this energy off and like-minded people can be around her. Cause that's also something that doesn't really, it's not in my family. Like my uh -huh. family, everybody kind of has two left feet. Yeah. So I'm like the weird oddball that dance. So that's how it started. They just got sick of watching me, put me in class and I've been dancing yeah. like crazy ever since. So and w was it like uh, cool street dancing or was it like your ballet jazz tap? Like your dance, your uh, typical dance yeah. school? Yeah, I went to like a, a rinky dink dance school from like probably two to 11. And then um, by 11, this just shows how rinky dink it was. I was like in the advanced level, like with seniors in high school. So I had an awesome teacher that taught at that studio that was going to go to another studio. And it was about an hour drive more in Seattle. I live like an hour outside of Seattle. Mm -hmm. and she thank god for her like she basically is the reason why i'm even doing this today she talked to my parents and was like she needs to come with me like she needs to change studios because she's 11 she's not going to learn anything anymore and it's also not good training or you know whatever so i started to go to that studio and i was humbled so quick at 11 <laughs> because i realized i basically had to be retrained in dance so that, um, yeah, it like, took me about three years to like, even kind of get on a level. Like the studio I went to was like, you know, everybody's legs were like yeah. three o'clock and they could do like five pirouettes on a bad day. And I'm not like, I'm still to this day, not a technical Trina. Like it's just not mm -hmm. natural for me. Mm -hmm. um, but then when I went up there, so I was like 12 then, that's when I had my first hip hop class. And I was like, this is it. Like, this is what I want to yeah. do. But of course, you know, the technical stuff, I'm so grateful I have even as for like heels and stuff that mm -hmm. well it gives you the strength in your transitions. legs and you know yeah like and heels the, is a technical form point blank yeah. people can argue on that if they want but it's 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 from a technical background so i'm grateful for that but yeah when hip when i was introduced to hip-hop and then i started competing at that studio and i was you know introduced to you know the brian friedman's and the rhapsodies and the monsters of hip-hop and all of that stuff and i was like oh i can actually like do this you know so yeah. I competed throughout from, yeah, 11 to 18. I created a really strong relationship with Shonique and Lisette. Yeah. And they basically, the first day I moved out here, I was with my mom and everything. They, and I moved out here right at 18, so right out of high school. The moment I moved out, they called me and they're like, let's meet for lunch. Uh -huh. And so ever since, like, they're my dance moms. They, they taught me everything I know. And honestly, every relationship I have is somehow rooted back to them. Yeah, that's dope. So like they are, they were my mentors out here and saw me from before I even moved out here and like helped yeah. me.
for that's super dope to be able to have someone well let alone one person two people like that where you can go just to ask questions to right you know like especially at 18 moving to la like i was 22 when i moved there and i remember thinking yo shit like i lived in london and this feels so much more laid back but intense at the same time like exactly everyone's late for everything and walks really slow everywhere but the pressure feels like it's on so much more. And it's I couldn't so much. I couldn't figure it out. You know, the first like, yeah. few months was a real like, so how do I work here? Like, how do I adjust and fit in? So I guess to be able to have people to go, how does this work? Like, oh, it, a it was a true blessing. But I will say, which, you know, it's a, let's probably get into this later, but it's just a little bit different now because they helped me a lot, but they didn't spoon feed me everything. And I'm really grateful for that because I think now sometimes like the student, which there are so many, there are so many opportunities now, you know, with the intensives and all the stuff where, you know, I think people kind of, for the most part, expect to be spoon fed, like the, the one formula that will create me to be a working dancer. And it's like, that's not how it works. You really just have to do a lot of trial and error. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's first and foremost. And it's great. We got, like I said, I had mentors that did help me, but you know, I still fell on my face of, a few damn times and you know yeah. they would be right there but that's what makes you better that's what makes you stronger yeah. that's what makes oh. you appreciate the success more, yeah. right like yeah i don't know i don't know anyone that struggled and then succeeded and gone that wasn't beneficial that wasn't worth it exactly and i said that a lot of my class even just as a dancer like taking class like you're gonna stay in this this box where you feel comfortable like you just have to learn how to love failing yeah and le- really. learn how to learn from failing and yes. you know, like that's what yeah. most people suck at. Like they'll right. they'll they'll fail and they'll go, I'm crap. Well, it's like, no, maybe you're not. Maybe that was just a, a lesson to make you a little bit better. Like it, well, yeah, most of the time it is too. You either learn it, you know, you should never do that again, or you know, you learn other things from it. So yeah. Um yeah. I wanna I wanna go back to what you say, because I it's different here in the UK compared to how it is in America. Very different. Mm-hmm. Like what's the competition world like? Cause you said obviously you you went into Ooh. competing. Yeah. Because like here we have competitions, but I mean, we've got a company called Udio, which is really big. Um, and I okay. started dancing with them when I was like 14, but it was mainly based on street dance. But got it. I mean, you, you, your competitions like cover like all aspects of dance and last like Every a week, last a field. week and, and cost yeah. a fortune. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, let's just start off with that fortune part. So I was definitely going to go to college and then I was like, I went to, I was going to go to a school in LA. And again, I'm, I, when I was introduced to hip hop, I was like, this is where I want to be a, a commercial hip hop backup dancer. Yeah. Um, so I went to this college and I left crying after I watched one of their shows because it was so modern based and awful. I'm just going to keep it 100. It just wasn't <laughs> yeah. my lane. And I went there and I looked at my mom and I was like, this is like, you're going to waste 40 grand a year on something that's actually not even really going to benefit my lane. You know what 40? I mean? 40 grand a year. And it was a private school. So there was no like in-state tuition or anything like that. <sighs> yeah. That's what we yeah. pay for three. That's what we pay for three. Okay. A year here. Yeah. 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 And it's, you know, and if you're, if that is your lane, like, of course I had a lot of friends that went to college for dance and that's what they do. They were technical and they're now in companies and whatnot. So that's your lane. I just knew that was not mine. So I left and I was like, mom, like, I can't, I can't, you can't do this for me for four years because it's going to actually, I'm not going to start any of my career until I graduate. So after, you know, some time, they finally supported me and accepted me with that. But their joke was, 
you know, well, we've already paid technically for eight or nine years worth of yeah. your college. <laughs> That's how damn expensive this competition world is. So yeah, it's super expensive. I mean, it's not $40,000, but I think even before like travel, it's, it's like 13 to 14 grand a year, you know, just for one kid. And my parents have other I yeah. have siblings yeah. and they also are active in sports and all of that. So it's freaking expensive. Yo, that's but yeah, crazy. competitions are crazy. And it's, I mean, in Washington, there's a lot of dancers and a lot of studios. So, you know, we go to these competitions and you're dancing probably Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, with that, if there's not even a convention involved and you're still pulling 12 hour, 13 hour days, mm. just maybe even performing twice in those 13, 14 hour days, but it's just so spread out or, you know, there are so many freaking numbers, yeah. but yeah, it's, the competition world up here was, it's pretty intense, like also not on the same scale, but when you watch like uh, dance moms, my mom used to say like, I can't watch it because there was some, there was some real stuff in there. Like, of course, a lot of it was extreme, but there's so much that was like truth, like yeah. just crazy moms that are like just either oblivious or just cuckoo. Yeah, so which that, it, which that, that happens everywhere. Like we get crazy yeah. cuckoo moms too. Yeah. But but when it's costing that much money, I can imagine the mm -hmm. cuckoo is a little bit more like, Oh, the cuckoo is real. And it's just even the weirdest part to me now looking back, like there are probably from my studio and my studio made great dancers at the time. I'm not even going to lie. Great dancers. Um, I would say maybe four of them are still dancers. So it's like, you're going to create all of this drama and craziness for something that your child, or you're not even going to allow your child to pursue further forward. Like it's yeah. just, you're going to make them go really do a, a degree in maths. Yeah. Like, or like, even I know a lot of talented, talented dancers that come to hate dance because of their parents, you know, and just the way they were forced to do it or the way their mother made them think, you know, the pressure that the parents put on them besides the competition aspect, just already a lot of pressure. So I was super grateful that, Yes, my parents supported me, but they never made me do it. Like if I was ever upset at a teacher and I would cry or whatever, they would, my mom would not coddle me like, I'm going to go talk to the teacher. She'd be like, well, you need to let me know if you're done because I'm not forcing you to do this. You know? Which is dope because that's actually mm -hmm. preparing you for like oh, real world. Like when yeah. you go into auditions and, you know, it's, that's the world oh my you're God. in. Yeah, you're not going to have that person who's going to, you know, pat, like pat you on the back with every loss that happens out here so it it definitely helps me create some tough skin for yeah. sure yo i can't get over 40 40 grand a year like yeah like dancers yeah. aren't gonna pay like say you did how long do you do a year's training or is it like three would you go and do just one year uh, four it'd be four years a dancer is never paying that back <laughs> like say you took out a loan yeah like no, no you're stuck for life like honey. In, you unless, are stuck unless you are like Eddie Morales and have toured for 15 years, like 100%. that money, that money isn't real. Or, or unless you that. end up being Nick Demore and creating for Justin Bieber, like yeah. that, that isn't happening. That's right. nuts. It's, it's really not. It's, it's yeah. 40 times four is what? 200,000? Too, too much. <laughs> too much. That's all that is. Too for, much. Yeah. Yes. It's crazy. But yo, that has blown yeah. my mind. Mm -hmm. hundred. 160,000. That's, that's oh, insane. You're right. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's a property. Like, you know what I mean? Like that, that's, that's, that's a, a really here. great down payment on a really expensive home. Yeah. Like that's mental. Yeah. So, so you went to LA at 18. 
I yes. just needed to get that out. That blew yeah. my mind. Literally, I, was, I'm, yeah. I took my breath. I was like, what the yeah. fuck? 18. Like, like, if like, I ever I hear probably... someone moan about paying <laughs> £10 for a class again. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, 100%. And I, you know, of course, times are different. Like I keep saying, I know I sound like I'm 85, but they are. They're even different from when I moved out here. I think I came oh, like sure. maybe two or three years before it really started to change, which I'm super grateful for. I was able to kind of get my foot in the door before then because it's just so different. But um, hold on, I lost my train of thought. I threw you off, sorry. About? I said, no, so you, okay. came, you came to LA, LA at 18 years old. Oh yeah. What, what's, mm -hmm. what's that like? Like, cause essentially you're, you're a baby. Like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, a baby. Even though well, for 18, me, we go, I'm an adult. I know what's I'm an up. adult. I'm yeah. an adult right on my birthday. Like the day I turn 18, I have transformed. I'm an adult. Yeah. And I, I was definitely that. And so I, again, I knew forever that this is what I wanted to do. So this, I wasn't, and I'd come to LA quite a bit as well before moving here because it is so close and like with nationals, competition nationals, they'd always be in LA or Vegas. And then we'd always make a detour and I would take up millennium when the dome was there, you know, our Debbie Reynolds. Mm -hmm. So I already had, you know, not an understanding cause I still didn't know where the hell I was ever, you know, as far as like driving, you know, yeah. and that was even before Google maps. I had like a, one of those things you have to like put in your yeah, car, like a like, navigation system, like Tom like, Tom. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. Tom -tom. <laughs> exactly. I had a Tom Tom. Yeah. So I, yeah, right at 18, I stayed back maybe about five or six months. Um, and I started teaching at the dance studio where I finished my training at just to like get, get some money saved up. So I taught some comp pieces and, you know, did all that for a while. And then I drove myself out here at 18 and I'll say the first, well, okay, we'll get to that later. But yeah, I, my parents are pretty strict as well. So when I moved here, honey, I went crazy. I went crazy, like partying. And then I was like, oh my God, I'm 18 and a girl. I can get in anywhere I want, basically. Sorry, guys, yeah. just being honest. Yeah. Yeah. But I went crazy and I came, I came out here with a decent amount of money. I came out with about eight grand, mm -hmm. three months. Yeah, gone, easy. Because I'm like, easy. oh, I don't need to get a job yet. Oh, I can eat out every night. Oh, I can party, like all of it call my mom she laughed at me for probably 10 minutes and she was like ha, good luck get a job first lesson of being an adult don't be stupid like that is you know I like look back and I want to shoot myself in the foot but you have to get it out of your system you I had to get, get it out yeah 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 so then I mean from then on it's my journey is a different one as well I it took me about seven years to where I didn't have to have a side hustle or three or two or whatever. So it was quite the journey for me. It's, you know, a lot of ups, a lot of downs, a lot of mountains, just saying it that way, because there would be times where I would be working a lot, you know, and then there would be times where it was just drier than dry and I'd have to get a side job again. So mm -hmm. it took me seven years and I, I'll remember the day I quit my job. I celebrate it every year because I will never take it for granted. And I mean, of course, in the moment I, I was miserable sometimes, you know, not, yeah. not fulfilling. I'm not there. You know, I didn't move here to, to make coffee or to serve people. Nothing wrong with that. That's just not, you know, I could do that in Puyallup or mm -hmm. Seattle. Yeah. Puyallup's where I'm from. 
this actual city. Yeah. But nobody knows where that is, so I say yeah. Seattle. Yeah. Um, so yeah, seven years, and it's, you know, I get a lot of students now, this is what I was saying earlier, mm-hmm. um, who come to me, you know, two years in, especially as a female, like there are so many women that dance, period. So it's gonna be harder to get your foot in the door to gain that trust, to gain that that buzz about you. You know, it's gonna take a second and that's all it is, is trust. And for some people that trust can come in two weeks. Yeah. For some people that trust can come in seven years. You know, it's mm. it just, no matter how good you are, no matter how beautiful you are, it's literally, I think, just you just have to do the work. But when that happens is the roll of the dice. It's mm-hmm. just such a, it's such a random moment, I think, for most people. And again, like my roommate, although he was a, a male, Isaac Twalalule, he's like a Samoan yeah. guy. He's I great. Know Isaac. The first week we moved out here, he booked his first his, national on, commercial. Yeah. I was like, he's on like, Glee. Like, he's on Glee. Like, he's he on did Glee. Bring It On Five. He did Hannah Montana movie, which is again awesome. And I can't, I couldn't even compare. Not that I was ever jaded about it, because he's a male in a whole other category. And, but, and he's so specific and unique. Oh, like, he's so, and, if and you, yeah. If you'd said that great. you're going to be the dancer that dances for every artist, he doesn't fill that category. He, he has his own category where he does. he's the normal dude. He looks yes. like a normal dude. Yeah. And then he dances. And when, and but when go, he dances, you're mind blown. And yeah. then he flips, and then you're even more mind blown. Like, this man can do back hand, like back hand spikes. I'm just like, he deserves every guy. ounce of it. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, he's a yes. G. Yeah, he's a G and he's so humble and so sweet. So, so much respect for him. And he's, yeah, we, we have a lot of memories together, but it's just so different for everybody. So you, yeah. that's, you know, of course, again, easier said than done, especially when, you know, in this time we're just sitting and scrolling all day and, you know, it's hard to not compare, but whoa, like living proof, mm-hmm. you can't because you just never know. How, so it was seven years before you could not have to have a side hustle. How long was mm-hmm. it until you got your first gig? First gig. Oh, that was probably okay. So through Lisette and Shonique, they used to have this uh, burlesque. I wouldn't even call it burlesque, but this company called Best Kept Secret. It was like mm-hmm. right when I came out in two thousand and eight. It was like the hot company. Like every girl wanted to be a part of it, and they actually did like paid work. So that was I did like a head Ed Hardy industrial. That was my first gig, and mm-hmm. I was so stoked through them. Yeah. And then my first like tour, um, most of my work first before I even hit the stage was assistant choreography, which, you know, makes sense as to what I do now. But yeah. it was through them. And they, for some reason, you know, there was never even I never really had a chance to even show them my work. And I didn't move out here, honestly, to choreograph or teach or do anything like that. I moved mm-hmm. out here to dance. So when that started happening. Of course, I'm grateful because I'm able to, you know, be on set and still utilize creativity. But I was just like, okay, like, this is cool, but I want to be on stage. So that was the start of my career. Kind of weird, like a lot of assisting, a lot of teaching. So which is weird, isn't it? Because it's mm kind of like you jumped the level. I I did, which like in the pecking order, it's like you went from (laughs) there to there. But yeah. you wanted to come back. But I wanted the mid. Exactly. Yeah. It's like it was such a weird thing. And like that was all brewing up over here. But I was still like looking over here and I wasn't even really paying attention. Of course, now I like not that I regret it, but I wish I maybe would have nurtured that side sooner. I mean, it's it's great now, but who knows what would have happened then. But again, who knows? So I had a lot of time where I was just so focused on what wasn't happening. 
and they had like I had a breakdown moment, which of course we have many out here. But I had one where I was just telling them, and they were like, basically saying what you said, like Sienna, do you realize like you actually are going to have the upper hand to do that work if you continue to do the what you're doing because you could choreograph and put yourself in the dances. Like I just wasn't seeing it like that. So it was a. Uh, it was, it took me a second to realize, okay, like this isn't happening how I wanted or expected or thought, or even what I was told, like for my competitive days, like I was always the girl with style. Like, what does that even mean? But just cause I wasn't like a technical Trina, I had style and I liked to perform. So I would, I would win a lot of stuff because of that. It wasn't even because I could point my toes, you know, like that, or yeah. my leg was there just cause I could perform or whatever. So even when I, before I moved out, major people would be like, she's going to like, right when she moves to LA, it's going to happen, blam, blam, blam. So I'm going also moving here with this idea that, oh, it's going to just be like, bam, easy as pie. Yo, that Dude. must be, a, that must be so hard to handle, especially it at was. such a young age. It was. Yeah. And then, but then you also get slightly overwhelmed with all the talent out here because I had never been around so many beautiful people at once. Yeah, so many is, talented people. Why is everyone it, in LA so attractive? It's it's overwhelming. It that can was be my, really that overwhelming. Was my, that was my first one. I remember going mm -hmm. to my first my first ever audition, and I remember looking around the the room, and we were like queuing outside some dive, like somewhere in like right. just 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 below like Central Hollywood for like a casting for some fitness thing. I remember mm -hmm. looking around and thinking. Yo, everyone is so hot. Like even the guys are hot. Like, you know, you know, you're like, and it's like that? not even on that side, but like, yeah, every girl is freaking beautiful out here. Where every man I? is hot. Yeah, it's it's overwhelming. So, I don't know. Like, I, I, I was already defeated before I saw them do anything. You know, yeah, I was like, exactly, wow. exactly. And that's the problem with you know the comparing and the looking side to side instead of just trying to be like, okay, I'm here. We're good. You know. So yeah, it just took a little minute, little minute to get it sorted. What, what kind of jobs were you doing? What were your side hustles? Um, oh, coffee shop. I worked at the coffee bean. I did that really fun 4 a.m. shift. Um, uh, so I could, where, where was the coffee bean? Uh, Toluca Lake and River okay. uh, on Riverside, right next okay. to like Sharkies and mm -hmm. all that over there. Um, so I did that for, I think, three years. And then I booked the Monsters of Hip Hop show. Um, and they wouldn't give me the time off for that. So I quit. Yeah. And so, I, yeah, I did the Monsters show, which was a great experience as well, just to, you know, really get in front of choreographers that mm. I had never been in front of, you know, for the most yeah. part. So that was really cool. And then I was able to maybe go for about six or seven months after that. Then I was back in. And then I worked at, um, ooh, I don't even like saying it. Buffalo Wild Wings. Yes. That was a rough job. That was a rough, rough, rough job. And I did the opposite of that. I would do like the night shifts for that, like nine to 3 a.m. so that I could have the rest of the day. And then same thing, like most of my jobs, that's what would happen. I would, you know, work. I think I was there for maybe a year or two. And then I booked a job that they wouldn't give me time off for. So I had to quit. And it's. I was so grateful because majority of those jobs, you know, it just got to the point where I, I had spread my, my luck too thin with them, or I had to, not that I was taking advantage on purpose, but it just got to a point because up until that point, I was still, you know, doing jobs every now and then or traveling and teaching mm -hmm. and they would give me that time. Um, the fact that they were even doing that 
that long, I, I couldn't even be mad that they denied that time because up until that point where they were like, we can't do this anymore, I was I was like, okay, well, you did it a lot already, so thank you. Yeah. So yeah, no. I did that, and then I got another coffee job at like a little coffee shop. Um, it was called Bob's Alexa Off. Um, and then I worked at a, a sushi place for about a year. You have and then, man. Yeah, I, I worked a lot of places. And then I finally, uh, my biggest break was the J-Lo Vegas residency. And I booked that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then and that was like four, that was like fourteen, right? Fourteen, fifteen. Fourteen. That was two thousand fourteen. Yeah. yeah. And um, I that was that job was three years, but I got mm -hmm. released after two runs. Mm -hmm. Um, for no specific reason, just whatever the reason may be. Um, I was just what? I was one of the only girls that got released. Nice. Who knows why? I don't know why. Um, I was, you may course, have chewed chewing gum wrong. Like, yeah, it could have been anything. I could have worn the wrong color. Yeah, yeah, one yeah. of those worlds. One of those worlds. Right, and it it was all good. Um, it wasn't a relationship. Um, burned out. Like, it was full well, nappy tabs choreographed that, so, and they're still really close. There's, it was nothing wrong on my end, basically. So whatever it was, it happened, um, which I was of course devastated for a while, but. Thank God the silver lining changed real quick and I got offered to be one of the assistant choreographers on the Selena Gomez world tour. And that happened within about a week from that nice. to that. Good and timing. it was the best timing because it, again, it was like, that was my dream job was her. Yeah. So when that ended, you know, it was, it was really hard for me just to accept the fact that I actually did do it. You know, I could already check that off and put that on my resume. But it was just, you know, the fact that you're released and you don't have any closure for it. And, you know, it's embarrassing. Like, especially your first well, major job, you're like yeah. released, you know? And, and, so, and all you do is wonder why and what everyone else thinks. Yeah. You yeah. Know what I mean, but and nobody really cares. So it's no, no one cares but you. Yeah. Like, everyone's yeah. so worried about their own shit. Exactly. And everybody's released from a job yeah. at one point in their life. It, oh, it happens. Of course. So uh, it's, you know. But what was Vegas life like? Like, I can imagine I Vegas it. for two years. Like, I don't think I've spoke to anyone except for Ryan Perez, who says that they love <laughs> Vegas. Like, he's living his dream. He's, like, on motorbikes and shit. So he's like, this yeah. is the best thing. Oh, he and he's, so bad. He, and he went from, obviously, coffee shop, working yeah. as a receptionist, to, like, Magic yeah. Mike. So he's living right. his utmost dream in Vegas. Right. But, like, everyone else right. I speak to always says, like, it's great for, like, a month. It is... I, I would not, to do it again, I would need a lot more money. I would just yeah. say that. It would have to be quite a, a large amount of money for me to go back to that. Um, which is which is funny, again, like just saying it, and I was so distraught, but I was miserable. <laughs> I mean, yeah. just not the job, but the location, for sure. Uh -huh. um, you're just cooped up in a hotel, and our residency was in the hotel that we were put up in. So mm -hmm. there was probably a time when we were in production rehearsals, granted, we're pulling 12, 13-hour days at that time, just trying to get the show finished. But I probably went two weeks without stepping outside and I didn't realize it. And I was, of course, you're like super, you know, you're just in the, in, in this world. I didn't realize how like sad I was and depressed. And then I stepped outside and I was like, oh my gosh, there's light, like there's vitamin D, what yeah. fresh air. I'm not just inhaling cigarette, you know, regenerated air right now. Yeah. So that was really hard. Um, yeah, it was and not. 
I found with Vegas, I mean, I've never spent a long time there. I've only ever been there for like a few days at a time. But every time I was like, this is dope. But the, once I wanted to go and chill and have a break, there was no break. Oh. Do, do you know what I mean? Like that, that was what it was for me. I was like, yeah, there's no break. Yeah. And, and to live in Vegas, I, my, my goal was to do Magic Mike Vegas. Yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, now I look back at it and I go, maybe I dodged a bullet. Like, you know, 100%. like may, maybe, maybe that Vegas life wasn't for me because everyone mm-hmm. I speak to and they describe Vegas life to me, I'm like, I'm not that party person. Right. Like, I'm not, uh, well, I'm, I'm not, not either. That, yeah. I'm not not that, all the like, time. Yeah. I barely drank when I lived in LA. Like I didn't really drink. I was like teetotal. Yeah. I, I was bored. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, like, I don't really drink much either. Um, but yeah, if, if you're a partier, that's, you're going to thrive, but you're also going to not have any money. <laughs> so Which it's I've like, seen you can to a take your pick. Oh, too many people, you know, where you're like, Hmm. But yeah, it, that it's not the life for me. Uh, I mean, luckily it was close enough to like, you could get a, you know, a 45 minute flight home, but again, that costs money and I'm trying to save money. Cause I finally have a job where I'm making decent weekly, you know, consistent money or I could drive, but that's five hours. And then to miss the traffic you're leaving at like two in the morning or, you know, it's just, yeah, it was a lot. That drive it's is hell. hell. It's hell. <laughs> Anyone so, who says they like that drive is lying. Right. And at the time too, I was, they were trying to pitch a reality TV show for her dancers. So like there were a few of us that got chosen for that. So not only were we working on our days off because you don't know how reality TV works, everything is scheduled. You're gonna have lunch with so-and-so today at noon and you guys are gonna talk about blank. Or you're gonna, we have scheduled, um, we have scheduled what oh sorry not trying to be offensive to vegas people yeah sorry no offense that yeah i've never lived there my only life was on the strip so i'm sure there is more life to it but i never have experienced it but i'm sure it's great i like the weather um anyways uh what were we talking about sorry trying to thought (laughs) it's all right (laughs) Uh, being uh scheduled to like for lunch meetings and stuff or Oh yeah. So they, we would do all of that. So on our days off, we were never, I was never off. So, and then also like, it was literally like I'd open my hotel door and there'd be a camera right in my face. So that gets, it just got a little, yeah. a little were they, hard. Were they trying to recreate, remember that, uh, was it dance life with like Blake yes. McGrath and Kenny Wormald? Yeah. And they had, I think a couple of years b- before this one, they tried to do JLo's dancers did have a reality show. It was like George Jones and Tara okay. and Jim Smith. And they did that. It was like that Chase Benz, they all were mm-hmm. in that show. And so they were trying to bring it back and then it didn't come back. So we we're just doing like a sizzle reel, but shoot a sizzle reel. You still have to shoot it. Like it's a regular show, you know, Yeah. all day, every day. So yeah. that part was also not, uh, looking back. It was not fun. It just, did, it was a lot. How did you feel about that though? Cause then that takes you from being not just a dancer. Do you know what I mean? Uh, then, you, then, yeah. you become, then you become one of those MTV shows, which don't mm-hmm. go on um, I didn't like it. Like I said, and even like just the interviews, you know, where you like, even like watching the Kardashians, they're sitting in the room, you know, talking about stuff. A lot of, it's like a psych game. I don't know how these producers can do it, but like they can really get you to talk about things and then they can, you know, you signed away your life basically. So they can edit to make it sound like you said something, but you didn't say that wasn't even about that person or that it's just it's very weird so you know after the fact even i'd find myself a lot of the times like after the interviews i'd be like oh, what just happened like yeah what just really happened in there because i don't even know I, I can't even tell you what did so it was it was a lot and then 
you're also like trying to be natural. But then again, there's a camera like three inches from your face and you're trying to have a serious conversation. Yeah. So like I started, you just start to question yourself and yeah. like, am I being real right now? Am I fake? Am I coming off as fake? Am I coming off as real? It just like is a constant, it's just a constant mind game. Yeah, that's so crazy. It's it was really interesting. It's crazy how, say you, you got released from JLo, you're absolutely mm -hmm. devastated. Mm -hmm. A week later, you go back to being the creative, which was the position you didn't want to be in before that. <laughs> Yo, that to like, me was I mean? the ultimate sign from God, the universe, whatever. Honestly, that was the moment, and it, I can honestly, genuinely say because I still do dance jobs if they, if the time permits, and if I want to, which I. I enjoy the fact that I, I have that understanding now where I'm not just like, like, oh my God, I have to do this job. I was asked to do it. Like I do jobs now that I want to do as a dancer. So that's cool. But honestly, after that happened and then that happened, I was like, okay, this is clearly something trying to be told to me right now. Yeah. Again, I got released from what I thought was my dream job for no reason. So I can't, you know, I can't even really, I don't, uh, how do I say this? You I can't, can't really learn a lesson it, from it. Exactly. Yeah. I can't learn a lesson from it. What I could learn, I guess, is how I reacted to it. You know what I mean? Alexa's just talking to me. Alexa, stop. Oh, my God. That was sweet. Did you hear that? That was Yeah, that was crazy. But, yeah, I just was really like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to be doing then. Uh-huh. And once that happened, it's just been smooth sail from there. So what so. what was that like then? Create like being assistant on your. I'm assuming that was your first tour that you assisted on. It wasn't. It was my first A list artist. I would say. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What was that feeling like? Um, it was awesome. It was, and she's actually a really cool person. So, I mean, just like every somebody, they have their little quirks and you know whatever. But she was really relatable, so that helped. And she, um, I could say a blessing and a curse, gave a lot of creative freedom, almost too much oh, sometimes. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> almost to a point where like, you know, do you like it? Yeah. Do you really? Do you have, you know, anything like that? So it was just really cool to be on that big of a, of a budgeted tour, to be honest. That was, again, probably the biggest one at the time that I had been a part of. So it was a lot of learning. There were one, two, three other choreographers on the job. So, and they're all like, Nolan Padilla was one of them and he's mm, you know right now no. taking over LA. He's one of my really good friends and he's just awesome as a human. And that was like- He is a great human. Yeah, we're close now because of that job. So I'm really grateful mm -hmm. for that. And then Melissa Garcia and uh, Chris Scott were the other, mm -hmm. were the head choreographers. And then Nolan and I were kind of more on the assistant mm -hmm. or co, whatever you'd want to call them. So it was really cool. Of course, brought a lot of stress and pressure and, you know, just making sure that the show gets done and everything works. And just like any other job, like, I don't think we had a perfect run or close to perfect until show day. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, I, I actually, I think that, sh that tour, we didn't get through one full run through ever before it was time for opening night. Yeah. And that was super, again, I, I'm new to this, but I'm not. But at the same time, like, no matter what, I think no matter how long you do it, you're going to be like, is it going to happen? 
Like, yeah. is, this, is this really going to happen or are we just going to go down in shambles? But I'm even sure. when it goes too perfect, like even uh, for me, even if a tech run goes perfect, in my head, I've I always had that thing where I was like, it's too good to be true. Always. But like if, if the tech run goes perfectly, like something's up. Like, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's so funny because um, this is random, but, you know, JR has been doing like those artist yes. things. And yeah. um, the first few were really awesome for me because he was bringing in like, oh, geez, like in there who were like Prince's dancers or like Prince's lead girl. Like he, he had some yeah. people in there with like just gems of experience. Mm -hmm. And I, mm -hmm. so I don't even remember what it was for. It was a Prince performance that she was talking about. And, you know, even for people like me, I'm like super detailed. Like my nickname is Lily Detailed Delilah. Like I can, mm -hmm. I'm really nitpicky. I can like. I'm just that I, I can mm -hmm. see a lot. I'm watching this performance even before this happened in this live. And I was like, this is perfect. Like everything was perfect. The dancing was perfect. The lights. she came on and she ripped the whole performance apart. Not, not just be like, she was just like, we were watching it together and she was like, Oh, that wasn't supposed to happen there. Yeah. He never did that in rehearsals. That was, he just added that in on show day. Like, it's just always that I think, and we yeah. can like see this a performance as like perfect, but there's no such thing. And again, yeah. even if a tech run goes well, mm. it's it's there's gonna be some things that happen that either have never happened, like just even with costuming or you know yeah. with lighting or with pyro that has never happened before, and you're like, how did that happen? It had to have been magic or like a, a, the craziest fluke of life. So mm -hmm. you're exactly right. It's never perfect, but no. Never, but yeah. but we, I think as a as a part of the creative. Hello, motorcycle. <laughs> as part of the creative, like when mm -hmm. you're in the creative team, you know everything that's going on. But as yes. an audience member, like even though we understand what's probably meant to be happening, yeah. you still don't yeah. see it. You're not going to you know see I mean? it. Let yeah. alone like Jill from like I don't know fucking Texas. She doesn't have a clue right. what's going oh, on. Right. Oh, you know. Karen has no yeah. idea what's going on right now. Yeah, totally. I fully so, had like a state cool. mind blank then. I was like, where can I say? Totally, totally. Yeah, but um, it was it was great. And then just been doing choreography work and teaching and traveling and doing all that. And ever you've, since really, you, you've really taken off as a teacher in the past few years. And it, it's great to see because I feel like, I mean, I may be wrong, but I feel like you, you're quite unique in L.A. Like, I feel like a lot of the heels classes are quite, uh, I don't want to offend people, but I'll be real, like quite full out and thrashy and rolling on the floor and yeah. not very, which makes sense it's to what you said. It's over-sexualized. Yeah, it, it's not very detailed. There's not much yeah. subtlety sometimes, you know? It's yeah. like, I feel like girls don't need to, and I'm sure you've probably had this conversation before, girls don't need to roll around on the floor and hump it for it to be sexy. Like there's something about when a girl can just touch her arm and move her hand up or her just arm, like stand in a, there, in way, yeah, which sells it. And I feel like you're the first person that I've noticed. I mean, I don't watch many heels classes. Granted, it's not really my thing that I go. For. It's not your I wanna, thing, right? I, I, I want to be like that, like. <laughs> right. But out of everything I've seen, you've really kind of taken off in the past few years, and it's dope because it's like for me, it's the difference between. Uh, young sexy slutty thrashy and like uh classy do you know what i mean yeah no totally it's, like it's classier yeah. like we have someone yeah. in the uk you might know Emma walsh 
I don't. Oh, I need to so, okay, look around. So Emma Walsh, uh, it's kind of similar. Like it's it's the subtlety which what makes things so great. Yes. You know what I mean? It's the yeah. little things that catch your eye and go, ooh. And mm -hmm. I feel like you have that quality too. And it's oh, nice you. to see that come through as opposed to just like rolling around on the floor with a yeah. big old leg. I mean, at the end of the day too, I I just don't I've never felt the need to seek that type of attention that way. Mm -hmm. out. And I'm not saying there's I, anything wrong with it. Yeah, I, me neither. And it's if that's what you do, that's what you do. You know, own it, whatever. But um, for me, the first thing A is I have a very close relationship with my parents and they watch my stuff. So I'm like, <laughs> I don't ever want my father to have to witness that. Yeah. And I don't want to and I just don't want my I don't want to be portrayed like that. Again, not mm -hmm. saying one is better than the other. It's just a choice. Mm -hmm. um and yeah i've i've always just liked details and i want i like choreography that kind of you have to watch a couple times to like catch everything in there yeah. you know it's not so like that's a one, just what a i admire take. you don't yeah. just watch it once and go yeah. i like this bit because uh -huh. there's more to it than a move it's it's, or it's more in depth yeah and yeah. you know i think it i i mean i'm not changing anytime soon but i think sometimes it can also uh, I get told a lot it's really hard, which I know my classes are hard. Like, mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, too, I'm I'm not I'm teaching to teach everybody, but I'm also trying to fine tune my skill at the same time. So like, I'm mm -hmm. challenging myself with the choreography as well because mm -hmm. otherwise I'm gonna get really bored, and then I feel like I'm not going to be able to to give my best to the student if I'm also not growing with you at the same time whether it be in dance or with art or with whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. So I try to keep that in mind and yeah. Are just... there any, when you're creating, are there any mm -hmm. specific things that you try and keep in mind or things that you want to add? Like I've noticed from watching your videos, like, and they're not super obvious to the normal eye, but to a dancer's eye, they'll notice it. Like you really use your weight transfers quite a lot. And it's not and like that's a very, what I'm told. That's it's that's not, like it's not an hard. obvious. It's not like an obvious step or a leg yeah. or a kick. It's, yeah. it's it's just distributing your weight side to side. And for me, that's something where I go, I can see that that would be difficult to do whilst coordinating an yeah. arm. Yeah, you just have to be to really alert. And I think that's where like the technical side comes into play. Like just jazz in general. It's weight changes. That's really what it is and creating shapes and pictures. And that's what a heel, you're just, you're just not on your heel, literally. That's the only yeah. difference. So I do, I, I try to make my choreography different. I get sick of seeing the same. I always joke around too. You can do like six moves in a heel. Mm -hmm. So I try to make those six moves different, whether it be the shape I create with the other half of my body or whatever. So I usually like even my creative process, I'm like a two, two dayer for the most mm -hmm. part. Um, we're all like create it and then I sleep on it. And then I need to usually go back and finesse and fine tune if I feel like I can make something better or simple, you know, that's kind of my focus right now too. Like just trying to really create my own aesthetic and style for the industry. Yeah. Um, you know, what reads best most of the time is usually more simple movement but it needs to be unique, simple movement. So for mm -hmm. me, I, I also really, I love music. That is, I think my first love, to be honest. I think my reaction is movement to music. So mm -hmm. if I could put it in order, I think music is my first love. So I really, 
I really love finding music with, again, really detailed production or like really cool sound effects or different timing, like even counted in mm -hmm. sixes or, you know, yeah. whatever. I, I like to find music like that. Um, so I try to do the same with my movement and I, I want to make it unique like that as well. And just again, simple, but effective. So that's mm -hmm. also what I'm trying to work on, at least in my creative journey at the moment. So yeah. That's dope. So you say your first love is the music and then obviously mm -hmm. the movement comes after. And mine's yeah. kind of the same thing. I'm always that person that I can go to a class and if the song's dope, I'm really happy. No, kind of no matter mm -hmm. what happens because I'm listening to exactly. a dope song for an hour. Yeah. Like, yep. and, and if I go and take a class where like I've taken some locking classes and I'm like, yo, this is going to be sick. And then I'm locked into like Taylor Swift and I'm like, oh, yo, yeah. this, 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 no. this doesn't, this isn't what like I envisioned right now. This right. doesn't match up with my, my understanding of it. But what happens when you say you, and I'm sure it probably has happened, you've got to create to a song that you don't like. Like mm -hmm. it's on a job and you go, well, you've got to do this Ooh. within two days. What's that Ooh. process like? Well, I'm not gonna lie. There has been a job, um, I'm not a country fan. Like I was mm -hmm. bred by my family to hate it, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> um, I don't like it. But of course, you know, the universe likes to joke around. Sorry. And I have- Yeah, you're back, it's okay. Have, um, I had to choreograph or be a co-choreographer for a country tour. Oh. When I tell you, I was like, yes, oh, at the same time, like all in the same mind. <laughs> um, but honestly, what I had to do in situations like that, I mean, obviously you're choreographing like a lot of numbers at that point. Mm -hmm. I sometimes have to um, find a song with a similar tempo that I like. Yeah. And I choreographed nice. that first, and then I'll have to go back and and make it work with the other one. That's a little secret I like to do if I'm not feeling the music. Yo, um, that is a gem. Yeah, and then obviously the musicality will change. So I just kind of go to a song I like, make it really basic, and then I put it to the song, and I you know add the little guitar strums mm -hmm. or isms or you know percussion in there that needs to be added. So that's one thing, but. Uh, I think too, although yes, I'm heavily inspired by when I like music, but I think my mind, you should be able to like have work brain on, you know what I mean? Like, okay, I yeah. hate the song, but I'm just going to listen to the production. Like maybe if I took the lyrics and the voice out, maybe the yeah. production is good, just maybe, and maybe. I can listen to that. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like, again, when you're choreographing to stuff you don't like, it's for a job and then usually jobs have criteria of what style you need to do. So I just kind of try to focus on the other elements of that. Maybe the pictures I'm creating around the artist or, you know, more yeah. like that. But yeah, my, if I'm like, if I can't, if my like my artistry and my creativity is like just shot for shit at the moment, I have mm. to put on another song and Yo, I'm, that. that is gold. I never <laughs> I yeah. like that. And it makes sense, yep. actually, because you're like, well, if it, if it feels nice to another song, it's going to feel nice to this. It's like when I started dancing when I was a kid, like in our competitions, you'd do like your duo. So me and yeah. my best friend Kyle, we'd make up our duo and we wouldn't make it to a song. We'd just make up the choreo and then we'd practice it to all different tempos of right. songs because you never yeah. know what you're going to dance to. And you'd right. be like, oh, it works for every tempo. Uh -huh. so, yeah. And that's the same with writing music. Like I think a writer sometimes, I know a lot of people that write and they just write it first and then they find the music next. Or I also know people that need to hear the song first and then they can write. So I think it's just, you know, the creative process is endless and you can start or finish in any way you want, so. Yeah. Um, so speaking of creating processes, you've uh, recently uh, 
assisted been an assistant choreographer, I believe, for Janet's residency show. Yes. Right? Yeah. What What was that like? And explain to me that feeling of getting that email or that phone call. So yeah, I was um, I was working with my great friend Dominique Kelly, and he's just a mm -hmm. gem. Um, that was crazy. And this is I'm gonna I'll try to make this quick. I know we're out of here in like two minutes, right? Mm -hmm. um, Janet, for I think I love old Janet. Mm -hmm. So I, I've recently that wasn't like that. I know for most dancers, that's to be like, I want to dance for Janet. That wasn't mine really until I met her <laughs> again. So I was super excited, of course, because it's Janet. And I was like, hell yeah, I'll help you out on that. Like, that is freaking awesome. I would love to. Mm -hmm. um, and then you get into the room and she's not really there at first. But then I'm also you're around like this cast of dancers that are they're all just freaking phenomenal. So that is also just icing on the cake for me. Like mm -hmm. you can literally give them any style, any whatever, and they can just execute it right there. I was like, mm -hmm. this is a dream just to see it, you know, come to life. And then you meet her and she's an angel and she's sweet and she remembers everybody's names and she's grateful and she hugs you. I was in such shock that day. And then she's just sitting there like liking it, you know, just like dancing and like kind of learning parts. And I was just like, that's Janet. And she knows my name now. Yeah. And she's sweet and she admires and she respects dancers. And she, like, it was just crazy to me. Like, I wouldn't even mm -hmm. expect that from a person like that because of her caliber. But once I met her, I became an even bigger fan and I'm obsessed again. It was a great opportunity and it was super easy. That's what I liked about it. It was easy right. and the creative was an awesome, it was it was a, a collaborative thing with every all the creatives involved. So it was great. For sure, that's so, that's yeah. so, so dope. Um, mm -hmm. This is gonna kick us off in 15 yep. seconds. Yep. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you, this was fun. This has been Thanks amazing. for having me, appreciate um, you. And wishing you all the best. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Thank Bye, you. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Ins and Outs podcast. Please leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. This was our 99th episode. I cannot believe it. The next one, episode 100, is going to be a special one for me. I'm going to speak to one of my best friends and my mentor. You've heard me talk about him on every episode probably that I've done on the podcast since day one. The one and only John Graham. Make sure you stay tuned. But thank you so much for tuning in. If you haven't listened to every episode, you should because I speak to some great people even back in the day on episodes 1 to 10. Thank you for your love and support. I'm very grateful. Peace, one love. Bye.